is a podcast featuring active service members discuss their thoughts and opinions on various issues surrounding military life, current events, and issues. The statements heard here are the opinions of its members and guests. These do not necessarily reflect the views of the Department of Defense and are not endorsed or sponsored in any way. Listener, your discretion is Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pit Talk, pulling pits and opinions with the host, Gunny G on the mic. We back, ladies and gentlemen. Follow, like, subscribe, everywhere you get your podcasts, all social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, wherever you can reach us at. Just reach out and touch somebody. We got a special guest today by the name of Chief Warrant Officer Victor De La Flor. Um special guest hailing in from san diego am i correct that's correct yeah sweet um let's get right into it uh all the formalities are done sir good afternoon how are you (laughs) hey i'm good man thank you absolutely Uh, let's steer away from the sir right so i just some quick background, man. I, I retired last month. I'm currently on terminal leave, but you know I'm trying to get uh, integrated into the civilian world. So uh, just fake is fine, man. <laughs> Good with me. Sweet. But, uh, yeah. Uh, first, well, so let me got, just uh-huh. let me just say thanks for coming on. I appreciate you taking the time. I know you're transitioning. That could be tough. We'll discuss yeah, I that here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, well, that could be tough. So let's just let's just take a crack at it. Where, where are you from? Are you married with kids, sir? Vic, oh man, oh you want you want to start from the beginning, huh? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I'm I am from uh, well, I hail from originally New Jersey, and uh, partly New Jersey, partly uh, Central Florida, Orlando, Florida. Uh, joined the Marine Corps out of Florida. I uh, just felt like I needed to get a, a little bit of a change, you know, a taste for something else because uh, you know life in Central Florida was not. It was like being stuck in a black hole, right? So uh, I needed a change definitely. So I decided to join up on the buddy system. Uh, to answer your marriage question, uh, yes, absolutely. I've been married for 18 years, uh, my beautiful wife, and I uh, have three kids. So, yeah, 18 years. But if uh, anybody out there wants to know how to make it happen, communication is the key. Hey, the key. I just want to give give him one. Congratulations. Right, right. Hey, thank you very much. Um, sweet. So how long have you, obviously, how long you been in and in what capacity have you served uh, in your long Marine Corps career? Yeah, yeah. So it's going on 20 years now. Um, so I say going on 20 years because I'm currently on terminal leave. Uh, come November is when I actually have my EAS date. Um, and I was a I served as a legal admin officer. Uh, my my final billet before my retirement ceremony last month was a uh, the director of legal operations. So I kind of headed up the entire legal service support team over on Miramar. And uh, basically just managed everything that didn't require a law degree for about 50 or so attorneys, uh, civilians, and uh, enlisted personnel. Uh, big task. Uh, I mean, I, you know, God, God help the other dude that took over for me. <laughs> I know he's going to do great things. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it seems like there's so, always something to do and it always kind of kept me going, right? So I, I appreciate the battle rhythm every day with, with what that life brought me. Um, it gave me a chance to see the good of the Marine Corps and, unfortunately, the bad of the Marine Corps. Uh, I did serve in some capacity in the last couple of years as a, uh, an administrative law OIC, 
So it was uh, basically me doing, uh, you know, administrative separations. So, of course, you know, that that brings the good and the bad a little bit. You get to help the command and, you know, construct good order and discipline. But you also, you know, unfortunately have to do the dirty work and, you know, process people out or assist the command in processing people out. So in that in that way, you know, it's it's kind of a good bad situation. But I learned a lot. I did learn a lot. I had to go up. In court in the, in the courtroom against seasoned defense counsel, so I definitely learned a lot from them. You know, just kind of wordsmithing things, and uh, you know, legal procedures, and you know, doing a lot of legal research, and you know, you, you definitely learn a lot. Even as a young marine in the legal field, it's like your mind is exposed to so much. It's amazing. It's amazing. Nice. Okay, so I'll just be straight. Let's just go. Real transparent, right out to right to the meat and potatoes. It's has with your job, has the mm-hmm. Marine Corps benefited you or hindered you in life in the choices that you made here in the Marine Corps? How has that? Oh, I yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. That was it. Oh, I was gonna say, yeah, it has uh, coming from where I came from, <laughs> it has definitely benefited me, man, 100%. If I would have been. I don't know where I would have been if I would have not joined the Marine Corps, right? I have no idea. I'd probably still be Vic working at the pizza shop at the gas station because that's where I came from. Hmm. Um, I'll tell you, it has been, it has, from the beginning, I was like a punk kid and I needed some structure in my life and I kind of identified that early on. That's what kind of pushed me towards joining. And uh, I learned real quick structure, discipline, um, you know how to you know how to make my bed. Something as simple as that. You know, I mean, you've read the book, right? You know, make make your bed mm. um, by the uh, I forgot the admiral's name, Craven, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, something as simple as making your bed, starting your day off right. You know, waking up early before the sun rays, uh, rises. You know, getting things done early so that way you can look forward to you know the the, the rest of the day. Mm. I think all those things, man. They have just little little things like that that we take for granted are just ingrained in my head. And even now, a month after retiring, I'm still getting up at 05, 0530, going out to PT, you know? And it's just ingrained, yeah, yeah, it's just ingrained in me, man. I cannot stop that after 20 years. Um, still want to hit the gym. You know, I actually, I I, <laughs> I took a PFT this morning for whatever reason, I'm, I, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but just to kind of do it on my own, right? You know, I didn't keep any score. I was like, you know, let me just run three miles, do a couple of pull-ups here. I got a little pull-up bar outside my door. And, uh, you know, a plan can see if I can still do it. You know, I'm proud to say that I can still do it. So. <laughs> That's good. That's good, Vic. Hey, I, I mean, yeah. I don't know. After 20, after 20, I to be honest, I plan on doing 30 because I do. I do. Mm-hmm. Actually, ironically, I put I try to put I'm going to put in my uh, warrant officer package here coming January. So all right. Oh, man. Cr- cross my fingers. Hope to die. Here we go. Another 10 yeah, years. Yeah, right. You'll get it, man. You'll do it. Yeah. You'll so big things. if, if awesome. I get accepted, here goes the big three zero. Right. That's. That's what I look forward to now. Yeah. So, so actually, Absolutely. that leads to my next question, Vic. So, yeah. being in the Marine Corps this long, um, how has mm-hmm. the Marine Corps better prepared you as an individual into your business endeavors? And if you can elaborate a little bit of the tangibles, intangibles on how they, you know, those lines are mixed. Yeah, absolutely, man. So I will tell you that uh, everywhere that I've been in the Marine Corps, every duty station I've been in the Marine Corps, I've established some kind of little like business side hustle, things like that. Uh, only if only to test myself and to try to bring in a little bit of extra money. Uh, it has being in the Marine Corps has taught me a lot. 
as far as discipline, because you have to be disciplined when you start a business to, you know, follow the structures of the law, you know, the LLC, paying taxes, things mm. like that. And uh, even when I was uh, stationed over in Iwakuni, Japan, I um, I was the legal assistant staff in COIC at the time. I was a staff sergeant and um, I was heading up legal assistance. And a lot of the things that I was dealing with was on base businesses. Right. So a lot of people want to establish businesses on the base. And that means that I had to generate letters for the CO to sign because some businesses were not allowed on base, specifically ones that compete with MCCS too. Right. So a lot of things were not allowed, but I helped folks navigate that stuff. You know, a lot of folks had questions about LLCs and, you know, uh, was it limited or yeah, limited liability companies or mm -hmm. sole proprietorships. And I really didn't know too much about it at that time. And that forced me to step outside of that and actually do the research on that. Like, what the heck are these people talking about? What the hell is an LLC? Let me inform myself on that, right? Mm -hmm. So that in that capacity, it has definitely helped me. Um, but I mean, things like being disciplined and sending orders out through, you know, on time, or tracking my my taxes, or you know, legal paperwork in that capacity, you know, you have to remain disciplined, or else you get in some big trouble, like tax trouble, and that's not what you want, man. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm proud to say that every duty station has been you know, a new endeavor for me. Um, you know, I like to explore. I like to create. I like to think. I like to, you know, write down ideas and act on those ideas. So I have the Marine Corps. It has been an integral part in teaching me about business. Nice. Uh, though they don't specifically have business classes, I often go to, like, the financial management office to ask questions about it. And they're there. It's at our fingertips. Why not use that, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, so... You talk about business, right? And you talk about the LLCs mm -hmm. while you were in Iwakuni. Hey, if you, the listeners out there, if you haven't been to Marine Corps Station Iwakuni, dying piece of the Marine Corps, I'll tell you that. I loved every oh. minute I was out there. Oh. So, yeah. Um, but, anyways. Oh, yeah. I was out there before it was like six miles, before the base expanded. It was only like six miles around when I was out there. It was it, it's small community. I don't know what it's like now, but yeah, exactly. It, it, was, it was an amazing, amazing duty station. Loved it. You, ironically, you know, it goes into my next point about business. Um, so you in those LLCs while you're in um, MCAS Iwakuni, what business endeavors you got going on right now? And obviously, MNK, mm -hmm. Iwakuni helped you out in terms of creating a baseline. What do you got going on right now? And how has the Marine Corps helped you with that? Yeah. Again, obviously, you touched it in, in yeah. Iwakuni. Absolutely. Yeah. So right now, I um, I have a couple, several, several different things going on. Uh, which actually helped me in making my deciding factor on whether or not I was going to retire. Because um, at, at some point I did the financials and I saw that everything that I was, like all these little businesses that I was running, these little side hustles that I was running was actually bringing in about the same as my Marine Corps pay. So every month. Huh. So I was like, you know, I had to, I had to kind of take a look at this. Like, huh, you know, if I'm already doubling my pay right now, yeah, I, I might want to look at, you know, starting something else. But um it, you know, I run um, a couple of years ago, I created a um, uh, it's a uniform item called Undercover Clip. Right. It's uh, sold worldwide. You know, they, they carried at the Marine shop, several tactical shops around the U.S. Uh, they even carried it at the, uh, the Marine Corps Exchange for a while. And um, really, a lot of that was networking, kind of getting out of my shell and getting into people's offices, trying to maneuver my way in there. Right. So. Uh, I'll tell you, a smile goes a long way and tact <laughs> goes a long way when it comes to trying to get your foot in the door somewhere. Yeah. So I created that little piece of, piece of gear 
And uh, oddly enough, funny enough, um, though it's not directly linked with the Marine Corps, I did use like the facilities over at the library to actually get my stuff prototyped. So I have a final prototype of it. Mm-hmm. So they have like a maker space out there. So you utilize these these things that are at your fingertips, right? Uh, so I, I ran the uh, I currently run the undercover clip. I, um, I I'm a top seller on eBay. You know I have this thing where I go to uh, different uh, like thrift shops or I go to garage sales. Been doing it since I was a kid, right? Pick up like Ninja Turtles and I'm basically reselling, right? Uh, right now to date, I think my my one of my top reselling things was I bought a soccer ball for 50 cents at a garage sale and resold it for about $900 on eBay. What it was, the? A, uh, it, it was a World Cup Africa official match ball. And they were just, it was in a bin and they were selling it for 50 cents. And I was like, huh, I didn't say anything to the, per- to the person. I was like, hey, you know, how much you want for this? Yeah. Uh, 50 cents. I was like, okay. You know, <laughs> so dope. you got to know what you're looking for though. You yeah. Know. Um, yeah. And I also run an Etsy shop as well. Etsy is like a, you know, like a, a website for crafters and stuff. So I sell a lot of 3D printed stuff. Uh, the biggest thing with that is uh, kind of teaching yourself, you know, knowing, I guess knowing yourself and seeking self-improvement is how I can kind of link that, right? I wanted to create something. I didn't know how to do it. So what did I do? I went to the library. I picked up a book, learned how to do it, looked online, did my investigative work, did all the research to figure out how I can teach myself. I'll tell you, I have a, I have an issue with paying somebody to do something that I can learn myself, right? So I went and, and researched it myself. I taught myself how to, uh, the whole patent process, the US patent process, and submitted my own patent. I taught myself how to 3D design and run a 3D printer, how to prototype, uh, 3D print, um, and you know, basically all that stuff. I taught myself marketing, how to do, I took a Facebook marketing class, all this, I taught myself and I, I tell my Marines when I was, you know, back in the office all the time, cause they always ask me like, Hey, how did you get into this? Like, how are you so big into this? Dude, you, you have to know where your weak are, where your weak points are mm-hmm. and you have to research how to make that better, that part of you better. It's never going to get better if you just sit idle, you know, yeah. you, you got to do the research, man. You, you got to. So I guess that's a little piece that I passed on to these Marines. Like, hey, look, man, know yourself and seek self-improvement a little bit better every day. Mm, I like that. I like how, uh, yeah. I, I, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, you do have a, what's it called? A little artist Instagram page, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll tell you about that one. That one, um, so that is something that I've always held close to heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has helped me de-stress in my times of, like high levels of stress in the military, right? Mm-hmm. In the Marine Corps, whether it's like having to deal with like, a, you know, a, a case that I can't wrap my head around, I would come home and I would just draw. I have notebooks upon notebooks and, and sketchbooks upon sketchbooks of just drawings. So it has definitely helped my mental health with trying to get things out, kind of throw on some like lo-fi classical mm-hmm. music, jazz or something like that and do that. Um, I actually came out publicly with all that stuff about two years ago. I never, ever told anybody about, you know, my drawing or doing anything until I went to, um, I went to Comic-Con here in San Diego Ah. and I met up with an artist there. I liked his work. And then, um, you know, I took my kids out there. It was nothing. I was just going with my kids. Right. 
and um, saw an artist out there and he was like, hey, look, um, and I told him, hey, I do a little bit of artwork too. You know, this is super cool. And uh, he's like, oh yeah, show me what you got. And I didn't have an Instagram at that time. I was like, hey, yeah, I was just showing him pictures of stuff I drew, right? He's like, dude, um, do you, are you on Instagram? I'm like, no. He's like, you need to be on there, man. Like you need to share this stuff like with the world. This is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and really it was just me doing it for myself, right? Yeah. So it has it has grown since then. I've done um, art shows at the Oceanside Museum of Art. Um, I've done uh, Fleet Week San Diego. Um, what, else, what else? I won a uh, Veterans Art Scholarship. They actually flew me out to Chicago, and they paid for the airfare and everything uh, to an exhibition called Surviving the Long Wars. I kind of touched on the global war on terrorism. So I got to meet a lot of great people out there. I uh, got an invitation to uh, Greenwich Village, the Samagundi Art Club out in Greenwich Village, New York City. I'll be doing that next year, and uh, going back to uh, to uh, Fleet Week San Diego here. It's going to be ex- um, exhibited at Liberty Station, so totally looking forward to that. Dang. And uh, I, I think the biggest the biggest honor I've had in the Marine Corps was when the um, the Marine Corps diver a rep who happened to be my old EWS instructor uh, reached out to me. She is the rep for the um, diversity division at headquarters Marine Corps. And she reached out, she said, Hey, look, we're uh, looking to redesign the, um, the, what, what is it? The Megan McClung, the major Megan McClung leadership award, mm-hmm. you know, headquarters Marine Corps is looking to redesign that. Would you be the lead designer on that? And this was dope. last year. That's dope. I said, yes, it's going it, to, they're going to come out with it. I linked the, uh, I linked them up with a sculptor. I know who is a prior, a prior veteran, a prime Marine as well, a sergeant. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to get it done. That's going to be the new design for the uh, Major Meg- Megan McClung Award. That's what's you know, up. happening next year. That was one of my greatest honors, man. Hell yeah, that's dope. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. just so you know, I know Vic. <laughs> that's me. But anyways, wow, that's dope, dude. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm in yeah. I'm in the presence of greatness. Take it easy now, Vic. All right. No, no, nothing like that, man. It's just something I enjoy doing, man. It's, it's all about the love, man. Absolutely. Hey. I know, but I I was looking to ask. There's a there's a photo on your Instagram of the dress right yep. dress drill instructor. You you see, remember that one? Yeah, that, that I one want actually, that. Um, it it just sold at auction. Oh, you this, son this of a gun! This Sunday, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. You're like their faces are all blacked out. It's all black and white. Yep. So I got invited to uh, this this past Sunday. Um, it was a Sunday, Saturday, Sunday. I, w- I got invited to the uh, MCRD uh, Marine Corps Recruit Depot Foundation uh, Museum Foundation, excuse mm-hmm. me. And uh, they had a whole gala there. You know, I didn't know that all these notable figures were going to be there. You know, Medal of Honor recipients, Navy Cross recipients. It was great to meet and greet a lot of these. You know, war heroes from like Vietnam era. Yeah, uh, it was truly my honor to go. And uh, yeah, they. One of the gentlemen, one of the board of directors, actually, he contacted me after the local paper here in San Diego did a um, a, uh, a story on me called uh, Marine by Day, Artist by Night. And uh, he contacted me there. He's like, hey, would you mind submitting or donating a piece for auction? And that the proceeds for that are going to go towards the Global War on Terrorism exhibits that they're building at the MCRD Museum. One that I hold true to heart, close to heart, because I did serve in Iraq during the global war on terrorism. So I said, no, say no more. I uh, I have the exact thing that I want to, to donate here. 
So it went to auction. I got to meet the fo- the uh, the guy that actually won the auction. It was an amazing experience, man, just watching it being sold. Dude, I'm I'm loving this amazing. session right now. This is great. Yeah. I'm in the presence of amazingness right now, Vic. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm no, getting hey, we, that chicken skin, you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, we can we can uh we can talk offline if you want if you want something done, you know, that's not a problem. I want but, that uh, exact copy. Yeah. Not at the price that it was bidded, okay. but I want exact. <laughs> I want the exact copy of that dress right dress drill yeah. structure. I want to put it back here. No, I got you, man. Yeah, say say no more. Oh say no my more. goodness, we'll talk about it. absolutely offline. Yeah. But actually, now I mean we're still on the same topic here. But what are some of the lessons learned? You know, the Marines out there, service all service members, right? Because I got service members across the board. Yeah. All service members, what what yeah. can they do? And what are some of the lessons learned in terms of your business endeavors? You know, some of the tidbits they need here. Hey, don't do this. Don't do that. Can you share some of those uh, as? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So one thing I'd say is is do the research. Do the research. A lot of folks kind of take that first step without knowing how far that step needs to be. Right. So do the research and, uh, you know, know who to talk to. So if you don't, you're not going to talk to your chain of command if it's going to be something about business. Right. Because they probably don't know about it unless they do. Right. So know who to network. Know network with talk to the right people you know seek financial management if you need that and uh you know it's shoot even reach out to me if you want you know it's i answer it's not a big deal um another thing that i think is is huge is a lot of people do a lot of thinking overthinking and they don't start you know it's just like they kill themselves with just constantly you know jotting ideas down and they don't actually start the process of doing it. You know, they don't take that first 30 inch step, right? So it's like, you got to start it, man. You know, a lot of things that I've done, I've done it with like maybe 75% of the information and that I figure things out along the way, you know, and I reach out, I go on Facebook groups or, you know, I, I look up Reddit, you know, or I start asking people who maybe have done it before and that, you know, I just figure out along the way. If I waited until I was 100% ready, I'd, I'd still be, you know, thinking about it, you know, mm-hmm. but you just got to start it now. That, that is the big thing, man. Just if you have an idea, if you have a project, if you have something you want to do, if you think you want to get promoted and you're scared of the NCO panels or whatever it is, hey, man, teach yourself how to do it. Start it now because nobody else is going to do it for you. You got to do it for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to take somebody's leg and take that 30, 30 inch step for them. You know, mm-hmm. They got to do it for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Well, I mean, if you ever go to the depot, I'll I'll show somebody a thirty inch step. That's fine, no big deal there. <laughs> so it's been done before, you know, don't? Man, I, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I I love going to the depot, man. I I, I love it. So I go to the, I go to the MCRD. Um, I go to MCRD a lot, right? And I, I love just watching like the families, just so proud of their their Marines, man. And just I've sat in the stands before, just just to watch, you know, because um, they have a courtroom on MCRD. So mm-hmm. you know, when we have a break. I'll just kind of go out and, and just walk around, you know, and uh, it, it's just great to see it, man. I'm, I, I, I miss that, you know, that, that whole vibe of just being around Marines, you know, even a month after I'm like, shit, man, I, I, I need that in my life again. You know? Yeah. I that, love that stuff. That's crazy. Um, shoot. Well, after this, man, we're going to talk offline for sure. But, mm-hmm. uh, has the transition well actually now that we talk about it you're transitioning right you're missing it um i talked to some service members and they just kind of just it goes from 
a fire team, a platoon of Marines, always 24-7, right, training, exercise, this, that, and the other. And then all of a sudden they just drop. And they don't have the right. transition they need in terms of becoming a Marine to civilian. Um, in your transition piece, can you just let us know, like, look, this was going on. This is what how it's been for me, right, because each experience is different. But at the same time, it is your experience. And if you don't take full advantage of it, it's going to suck. Can you, can you inform us about that? Yeah, absolutely, man. So I'll tell you, the transition was kind of an uphill battle a little bit, um, though, you know, you, you are provided classes like TRS, right? And I think uh, one of your one of your past um, uh, guests even talked about it. I think he was a first sergeant. Yep, Randall. TRS only gives you um, like maybe 60% of the information, mm-hmm. you know, and the rest is up to you. And, you know, I, I, I wish that if, if I could give some kind of, you know, feedback, and I did give some feedback to the TRS folks about how they could do better. But a lot of it is on on the Marine themselves or on the service member themselves, right? The TRS process is there to kind of guide you, right? We don't want we want to return these Marines, these service members, to a society uh, that are informed, right? That that have the ability to go and possibly find a job or you know at least be informed about what the civilian process is like. That's only like half of it, you know. Uh, that prompted me. To, to start that YouTube channel that I have. And just, I actually documented my entire last year in the Marine Corps, just because I was like, you know what? I had a master sergeant who worked across the hall from me who was actually retiring. Uh, still, when, when, my stuff, when my stuff was still pending, he was actually going through the whole retirement process. He went to TRS. He was telling me every single thing about TRS, the good, the bad, the ugly. And I'm like, man, you know, that prompted me to think about documenting every part of my my process my transition process leading up to retirement and still i i still upload videos now um for i mean if, i'm not doing it for monetary reasons i'm do i'm doing it for the sole fact that i had all these questions and nobody really could answer these questions unless you actually go through it mm-hmm. you know so i reached out to a lot of folks on linkedin stuff like that yeah but you know i, I actually wanted to let people know hey you know the VA this or this and that, you know, here's what I'm going through. Uh, you know, I got to go to a medical appointment that's three hours away for whatever reason, because that's how they're contracted. You know, that, that stuff sucks. And people need to know that, that mm. they might find themselves in that situation, you know? So I'd say um, the transition process has been a little bit tough. Um, if you don't prepare yourself the right way, you know, preparing yourself means all your financials are in check. Preparing yourself means your education is in check. Your medical stuff is in check. I kind of had a foundation on that because I started doing the research early, mm-hmm. probably you know three years prior to actually me thinking about retirement. Um, because I didn't, I've seen where people can mess up. You know, I've I've heard feedback from folks like, you know, I wish I would have done this better, and I didn't let it just go through one ear out the other. I actually wrote that stuff down. Like, okay, good to go. Don't mess up like this guy. Go do this. You know, so you actually have to work the research, you know, milestones. And, uh, you know, I, I even, I have a Facebook group too that, that I run and it's, it's called the, uh, can I say the name on here? Yeah, good, okay? good, yeah. Yeah. It's called the, uh, the military retirement group. That That's, that's as simple as it can get. And I uploaded a bunch of files on there just to help folks out on, uh, you know, actual milestones, timelines. By two years out, you should be here. On one year out, you should be here. Hmm. Six months, three months, 90 days, et cetera. 
here's where you should be, you know, because though they provide you some of the stuff at TRS, I kind of went more in depth on it. Like, hey, you should probably be doing a little bit more than what they give you, you know? Yeah. And it's hard because you can't really ask like your chain of command for assistance on that stuff because what if I went to my OIC and asked him, he's never retired before. Mm. He doesn't really know. He's going to direct me to the education center or something or the TRS folks, you know, and who's given the class, you know, some dude who got out and he's a GS now, just, just like your prior guest said, you know, I agree a hundred percent with that. You know, it's like, I, I wish that the, I, I shoot, now that I'm thinking about it, I might even volunteer to do this, uh, that they actually brought somebody in from the outside yeah, and just kind of actually tell you the good, the bad, the ugly. Mm-hmm. Here's what I went through, through the whole transition process. Here's what you should do, what you should do. Because I went through it and I just got I just got done with it. Mm. So I wish they would have brought somebody in there to actually talk about that, but they don't. They just give you the resources. Here's this website, this website, this website. I can't tell. I I don't know that I've gone to like ninety percent of those websites ever since I got out. You know, <laughs> I probably haven't. <laughs> that's that's actually funny, man. I don't. I don't it's you know ironic. Um, it's it's said in every single time that I talk to Marines that transition or service yeah. members that transition. It's like. You know, and I get it. The grand scheme of things, the organization is here to do this, not necessarily to transition Victor, right? It's, you know, it's your responsibility. I'll give you the tools. Now, if you use the tools, it's on you, right? That's essentially what's going Mm -hmm. on here. But I do like, and everybody says the same thing is like, hey, get somebody, have somebody volunteer and tell you, you know, if if you're doing the retirement piece, TRS piece, and there's like a business class, right? Get that dude that. You know, just transition into the business world. Uh, a you know, a service member that retired and said, "Hey, look, this is what you got to do. These are some of the tools you need. Here's my card. Blah blah blah." Right? And they don't do that. And but it sounds like you need to rec- you want to recommend that, huh? Yeah, absolutely. So that that was and just this idea just popped in my head as I was talking to you. So, freaking great job, your job, Israel. <laughs> but. Uh, no, it, it would be so beneficial just to bring somebody in to a mm-hmm. TRS class who has has gone through it. Like maybe somebody who had like a stressful time. Yeah. And actually sit there and have like a knee to knee or heart to heart and say, hey, look, this stuff sucks or this stuff is great. Yeah. You know, because I will tell you that once you get out of the military, once you get out of the Marine Corps or any service, there's going to be a time. And I... I, I even reached out to a friend of mine now that that retired uh, master that I, I worked across from just to because I needed somebody to talk to yeah who I can like see eye to eye with and I reached out to him last week and I'm like dude tell me the truth man are you getting this are you getting this like this anxiety like this kind of like a FOMO right like yeah you're on your own you don't have that that same thing that battle rhythm you don't have that camaraderie anymore are you feeling that too? And he's like, dude, a hundred percent, you know, he's already working. He's got a job. You know? He did Skillbridge, but that's a real thing, man. It's like, and you have to have a purpose and we, I could talk about this purpose stuff all the time. And if you want to, but th- this is a big thing, dude, is when you get out of the military, when you make that transition, the biggest thing that I've, and, and talking to many service members who have gotten out, you got to find a purpose, dude. Because that, if you do not, you're going down a dark hole. And I felt, I felt that last week. That's why I reached out to my buddy. And I'm like, look, I'm, I, I, I need to talk to somebody, man, because I don't feel right. 
mm. you know, and we came to the conclusion like, hey, you need you need to have a purpose, right? Yeah. So, because what do I do in the mornings? I wake up at you know zero five thirty. I go to do my PT, and then I watch everybody because I I live in like kind of a military community. I watch everybody leave their house and go to work in their camis or whatever you know, or go to work in their suits or whatever they're doing. My wife goes to work, and I'm here. And I'm like, okay, what do I do now? You know, I got to, what, yeah, exactly. What do I do now? So what I have been doing is filling my entire morning with reading because I have not been, I've not had a chance to do that in so long, Mm. you know? So every morning, two, three hours, I'm hitting the books, I'm reading about something and uh, I'm writing down notes. You know, I'm a big writer, so I'm writing down notes and uh, that, that has become my purpose right now. You know, as well as my kids, you know, I volunteer to do, you know, baseball coaching. So my kids are my purpose as well. But uh, you, you really need to find something when you get out, man, because that, yeah. that stuff hits you hard, you know, and have somebody to talk to as well. Yeah, I was talking to, uh, you know, staff as a staff sergeant, a reservist, active reservist. He's on recruiting duty right now, uh, Bennett. And he was saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. His first his first four uh, as a recruiter, right, because he's doing it again. As first four is, yeah. he just he just it was dropped. You he went right into the civilian world and nobody called, nobody did nothing. It just kind of just dropped you because we still have a mission. Yeah. We have a purpose as Marines, active duty, right? There's there's still a mission to meet, and the ones right. that transition kind of just get dropped in the fold. You know what I mean? And and that's how maybe that's what happens with the twenty two. You know, it's like mm-hmm. who reaches out to them? Who picks up the phone? You know what I mean? And that and something and it's it, it is yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. No, and that's that's something. You know, I actually saw, um, that leads me to, 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 to think about this. I saw this post. I, I can't recall who put it on there. Um, and it said, forget 22 push-ups. Pick up the phone and call somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, pick up the phone and call your boy. You know, something like that. Like, you know, what's, a, what's 22, 22 push-ups? What's that going to do, you know? I picked up the phone and I called my buddy. Not that I was going to get to that point or anything. I just yeah. needed somebody to talk to. But yeah, I mean, it's good to bring awareness to stuff like that. Yeah. It is with the whole 22 movement and all that stuff. But the reality of it is there needs to be action put behind it. Yeah. And a lot of the action is just as simple as picking up the phone, you know, and calling somebody. Yeah. I mean, how many times have I been on these Facebook groups and I see folks like, hey, today's the day, you know, and I feel down and I'm like, damn, dude. You know, I'll throw myself out there. I'm like, hey, look, if you need somebody, man, give me a call. Yeah. Hey, whatever, you know. Um, you know, it's just, that's the reality of it, man. You, We all need to watch out for each other. We all need to have each other's backs. Yeah. You know, because a lot of folks cannot, they, they cannot take it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's tough for them. Yeah. That's, it's a good thing you said that, Vic. I appreciate that, man. For all you listeners out there, if you, if you need somebody, reach out to somebody, man. DM us, you know, I'll put my... Uh, for me, I'm not afraid to put my number out there. Everybody that I've ever encountered in the Marine Corps in the last, you know, short 13 years that I've been in is uh, my number is always on my signature block, right? Uh, I send something out, you know, to the masses. They have my personal number, right? So because I take, you know, the 24-7 near and dear to my heart, man, because, you know, it's not a, it's not just a saying. It's a, it's a lifestyle. It's a culture. And it's something that you've been used to for the last 20 years. And they kind of just... Mm-hmm from the you know beneath you yeah. and you got to figure out how to transition and 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 realign yourself because your purpose is now something else it's not the marine corps 
That's right. That's right. So I, that's something, you know, I've talked to my wife before about it, you know, like, Hey, look, I, um, even though I'm, I'm transitioning out of the Marine Corps, even though I'm like about to be a civilian, basically I, I am a civilian as, as we speak right now, though, I'm still in uh, you know, kind of the transition period. I, I've told her, Hey, look, I need to get into something veteran centric, you know, like veteran centered service member centered. So I reached out to an organization out of Virginia who does like a lot of um, uh, therapy and, and they do like mm. uh, classes for veterans, you know, um, comedy classes, writing classes, um, was it sketch classes, you know, mm. visual arts classes. And I reached out to them um, because I just wanted to volunteer, you know, just like, hey, look, I do visual arts. I draw stuff. I treat, I keep travel journals. I want to show other veterans because this is only for veterans, right? And, and active duty service members. Uh, I want to show veterans how to do these things yeah. because I've seen how well it worked for me mentally. You know, I want to give that gift to somebody else. I mm-hmm. want to show them how to, how to cope with this stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, sure enough, they got back to me. They're like, Hey, yeah, let's set up a class for October. So they've not published a class yet. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. And as soon as they do, I'm dropping that thing everywhere because I want I want to fill up my class with as many veterans after duty as I can yeah. uh, to show them how well that this has helped me and it could possibly help them as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciate that, Vic, because I know that a lot of yeah. it is disconnect, right? They're disconnected from something. And, hey, send me a link, man. I, I wouldn't mind just doing it now on active duty, right? Because you got to think, I was talking to Randall uh, you mentioned him earlier. Mm-hmm. He was talking about, you know, I, I realized that me and the Marine Corps weren't going to see eye to eye pretty soon. And so I had to prepare myself mm-hmm. now before I hit my retirement mark. Before, even way, way before, he said he hit it around 15 years. It was like, maybe I should really be thinking down the road now because, yeah, I'm for us, we're always going to do the job and we're going to do it well. There's no question. Mm-hmm. You know, it's in our culture. That's right. And but we're not preparing ourselves. We're just thinking Marine Corps, Marine Corps, Marine Corps, as we should, right? But we're just, mm-hmm. what's what's after, you know, what's life after death, so to speak, you know what I mean? Right. So right. thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Send me a DM for that, man. I, I don't mind doing it now. The, the therapy yeah. is good now, Absolutely. man, because up here is, is where the battle is at, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%, man, 100%. So funny, and then now at least to my next point, you know, transitioning, there's a lot of things that, we as service members on active duty can and cannot do right can and cannot say mm-hmm. and you're the, you're the subject matter expert actually now that i have you on i'm not thinking about it um yeah. you know a lot of the time senior enlisted and senior officer senior marines right in senior billets mm-hmm. they stray away from discourse let me explain here there's a topic out there that's currently you know political um and they stay away from it, right? Because, you know, we have our the confines of the UCMJ, all these page 11s, these more admins, these things that we have to stay up, you know, abreast about. Should we have these discussions about what's going on? Should Marines know our opinions as senior leaders? Should we bring them in and say, look, this is what's going on. How do you feel? How do you feel? Here's my opinion on it. Should those senior leaders have that type of discourse, not discourse, but conversation, healthy conversation with young Marines. Mm -hmm. So I'll say it like this. It's um, to have conversations like that is, I think is healthy, but to a, to a limit, right? So 
when it starts getting too far into one's own opinion about things, mm-hmm. that's where you have to kind of draw the line. So you have to draw, like, you know, your left and right lateral limits and know exactly where that, you know, where to stop. It's it's good, and I've done it in the past. Like, hey, look, uh, not specifically for political stuff, but you know, hey, look, what do you all think about you know such and such, you know, Marine Corps order or something like that? You know, we just open forum. Just tell me, you know, what you think. It's okay to have an opinion, mm-hmm. but you know, one one thing is you know following that order because you have to follow it, and it's you know rules and regulations, and you have to be disciplined and do that stuff. And you can't really go against the organization because things are set in place for a reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing is, you know, everybody's entitled to their opinion. When you act on that opinion, there's an issue, you mm-hmm. know. <laughs> Don't go, like, freaking rioting or whatever the hell it is, uh, you know, in uniform or, you know, doing some crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, do things on your own time as long as they don't affect the organization or you don't give the organization a black eye. Yeah. Um, but I think it's, it's, it's okay to have, as a senior leader, and I've done it before, have open discussions with folks like, you know, what are your thoughts on this? And we even did it like at TBS too, yeah. right? You know, go through TBS, you have that time with your with your instructor. What are your thoughts on what's going on here? What are your thoughts on what's going on there? And because uh, th- those things are reality. You want to know, you know, as without getting too far into it, you want to know, you want to know how informed your Marines are. Yeah. Because I believe an informed force is a strong one, Right. You want you don't want to have a bunch of toothless Joes running around not knowing what the hell is going on. Yeah, you want to have an educated, informed force. Mm-hmm. So to an extent, yes, I think it's healthy, without getting too far into what side you you know who you voted for or what you think about you know this administration things like that. Yeah, you want to have a limit. Mm-hmm. That's good, man. I appreciate that because a lot of as I talk to more senior enlisted, they just kind of just mm-hmm. stay away. Like it's. They don't want to create ripples in the water. And it seems like almost the silent majority doesn't say anything because they have a lot to lose. Right? And the and the yeah. you know, the loud minority are are the ones affecting policy and or affecting, you know, just good right. order and just in general. Just in general, they're affecting something in what in whatever capacity they are. Um mm-hmm. what do you do then? What do you do there? When, uh, when when it's affecting the majority? Mm-hmm. What do you I think, think you, you should do there? Should you have the discourse? No, I think it, it needs to be organized, right? You don't want chaos, mm-hmm. right? You, you don't want things spreading that's going to be toxic. You know, mm-hmm. if something, if similar to like when there's an incident, right? Like a, you know, alcohol related incident, you know, normally when you go to like a safety brief, the CEO would come out or whoever it is and come out and say, Hey, look, here's what happened. Here's what's going on. So you need to nip it in the bud so it doesn't spread. Right. Yeah. Um, because if, if you just ignore the, an issue, it, you know, it's just going to be, people are going to think whatever they want to think. Yeah. You know, you can't just ignore something. You know, it's going to just start bubbling up. You know, what happens if you ignore the pot that's boiling? You know, it's just going to bubble up and explode. Yeah. You know, that's and <laughs> things are going to, especially with social media and stuff like that. Yeah. It's things, things just, I mean, you see memes, you've been on social media. Things just go spread like wildfire, man. You got to yeah. like say, hey, look, this is not the way it needs to be. Let's come together. Let's inform each other. Let's let me tell you exactly how things are going mm-hmm. and the reality of things. And let's move forward together as a unit, as a group, yeah. as a force. I like that. I like that. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, if, if you're not listening and you're tuning in now, um, 
man, just healthy discourse is good discourse, man. We gotta we gotta know each other, right? We gotta seek we gotta seek self improvement, right? And we gotta we gotta know our Marines to so take care of our Marines, right? So we gotta know what makes them tick, what's up here, right? Again, if once it starts affecting good order and discipline, you know, that's when you start to back off and I look, here's here we go. Right? It sounds like you we we are in agreement in terms of the conversation should be had, right? Yeah. It, to the masses, if not to your small unit, your small little platoon level element, right? But those conversations should right. be had. I think we agree. Um are there some are there some now that you're in the transition piece, right? Um, are there some policies that, you know, are maybe you're like, what, what is that? Uh, why was that published? And again, with different, uh, with different people, there's different strokes for different people, right? Every, every four years is always something different for us, right? Policies right, change. Right. Are are there some things that like, should we change that? I understand. I'm thoroughly indoctrinated. I'll, you know, I'll execute accordingly, but mm, yeah, n- nothing that really comes to mind right now. At least I, I guess I haven't uh, looked too far into it since mm-hmm. I started the whole transition. I've been 100% focused on the next chapter. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I will say that I'm, I'm glad that they're coming out with you know more hen- mental health stuff. Yeah. For for Marines, I know I was just looking at a more admin here, and you know I, I can't recall what the more admin number is, but you know just kind of helping out if somebody comes forward and, and seeks mental health, mm-hmm. that needs to be a thing. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad that that's actually happening and that there's not going to be any like repercussions if somebody actually goes out and seeks that, you know, yeah. uh, because I, I wholeheartedly believe that a, a healthy force, both physically and mentally, is, is a strong force. So why not have these services available to, you know, our service members yeah. to seek assistance? So uh, though there's not one that I, I'm informed of that I technically disagree with, uh, that one I do agree with. Yeah, and uh, I did. I did, however, like the fact that that back when when they took away the photos from the uh, <laughs> was it the the promotion photo wraps or what, what? the promotion photo? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I've, I've always me myself. I've always been uh, over my max, but I've always made the tape, and I don't necessarily look bad in uniform. But I mean, I, I remember a lot of folks were like, "Yes, you know, they took away the photos." I'm like, "Damn, dude, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah." It's like that, you yeah. know. So. No, I'm just kidding. I, I don't. I don't really care about that one. But the mental health one really hits home, man. Absolutely, hey, Vic. I again, I know you're a busy man. It sounds like you got a lot of business endeavors, and I appreciate you taking the time um, mm-hmm. to to be on here on on Pit Talk and, and just talk about what we talk about in the pits, man. It is what it is. You know, this is what yeah. we talk about. This is what we care <laughs> about. Um, and That's I right. appreciate again you chopping it up with me because I'm learning something from you. Um, in terms of all you know what i need even if even if it's not directly towards me man i'm i'm listening i'm taking it in and young marines young people even older people right like myself i'm 35 um mm-hmm. everything that you say the, the service members that come on here and just and tell me these things i'm writing these down and luckily you know ai is so cool that it just records it for us you know i don't have to write it down i could just go back to this technology yeah so Oh yeah, but oh, yeah. I appreciate you taking the time. I think the listeners are take you know appreciate you giving them the insight. Um, the biggest thing is it sounds like once you uh, take that thirty inch step, go full force and don't half ass it. It sounds like yeah. That's it. That's it. Go uh, go informed enough to make a decision where it's not going to bite you in the ass. But uh, you know, don't wait for the hundred percent. Hmm. You know, because nobody's ever going to be hundred percent ready. I don't think. 
Yeah. Take that 70, 80% and then just go forward, man. Absolutely. I like it. Hey, can, can you, can you let them know where they can reach you at? You know, obviously you know, got the 22 that we talked about. We got the business that we talked about. You got some different platforms out mm-hmm. there. Can you just let them know, Hey, where can I reach Vic at? Yeah, absolutely. So I, um, on Instagram, I know everybody's got Instagram. So, um, I'm, uh, at the green Logbook, and, uh, that's kind of accompanies my YouTube channel, the green Logbook. So that's where I kind of, I still upload like twice a week, on uh, lessons learned, things that I'm going through with the whole process, you know, jobs I'm, I'm kind of finding, things like that. So uh, the Green Logbook on YouTube. Um, my art stuff is on simply, it's, it's at VT De La Flor, just my initials VT and last name De La Flor, D-E-L-A-F-L-O-R. Um, you can reach me at any one of those on Facebook. It's just the, um, you know, I got the art page, uh, Victor De La Flor Art, and I also have the Facebook uh retirement group which anybody can go on there who's transitioning out mm-hmm. uh whether it's be, it be four years or you know 30 years yeah it's called the military retirement group uh i'm the only admin on there right now there's about 1200 people on there right now so it's uh yeah it's it's good but it's a lot of fielding scammers so it's like it's taking a lot of time <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah that's um that's probably the main ways you can you can reach me and uh i got my email the green logbook at gmail.com can always reach me on there as well sweet hey again ladies and gentlemen think uh vic de la flor transitioning chief foreign officer three right um out of the marine corps and again i'm i'm humbled and in the presence of greatness i appreciate vic you taking the time and and you you know i'm a sponge soak i'm a sponge soaking up knowledge and i appreciate you you know giving it up Uh, because it you know at times yeah service members pray service member but at times do they want to give that knowledge out? Do they want to share, or do they want to be the one with the secret? A lot of times, it's kind of the, the one with the secret. Don't want to, don't want to give that information because they work so hard to get there that they don't want to share the wealth. So I appreciate you doing that for us, yeah, man. Got to share the wealth, man. Absolutely. Uh, my motto is: yeah, if there, I there's eat, no, there's no use in holding that knowledge. Right. The green log book. Pass it off. I appreciate it, ladies and gentlemen. This has been this is pit talk pulling pits and opinions with your host. Gunny G, and we out. Pit Talk is a podcast featuring active service members discuss their thoughts and opinions on various issues surrounding military life, current events, and issues. The statements heard here are the opinions of its members and guests. These do not necessarily reflect the views of the Department of Defense and are not endorsed or sponsored in any way. Listener, your discussion advice.